Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Bank Sunday, Jay Binkley. K-State Grant Nicholson producing the operation. What's that, what's that hat you got on? Is that K-State hat? It's K-State hat, yes, sir. I thought it was. I'm in the college football spirit. I've really been jonesing for it. I know we've got a couple months left, but I'm really... I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. Do you still buy college football previews? I haven't always, but this year I think I will. This year I, I think I about diving going. back in. It's like a, it's like what I do every June. You go out to like Barnes and Noble or something. Like I don't step foot in a bookstore except for like <laughs> one day in June. Seriously. Like what the hell are books anyway now, right? Everything's online. But I not still everything's not online. When's the last time you went in and bought a book? I don't know, three months ago. Are you serious? I go to bookstores all the time, Jay. Why? I like books. That surprises me. Okay. A little bit, yeah. Kind of surprises me. What kind of books do you like, Grant? Novels. I typically read fiction stuff. You like love? Non fiction stuff. Love novels? <laughs> romance stories. You can always find me in the romance section. It doesn't surprise me. I go one day a year to a bookstore and I go for the college football magazine section because I'm addicted to them. Whether it's like Athlons, Lindy, Sporting News, love Phil Steele. Phil Steele is like one of my favorite human beings. Do you you ever read like he'll squeeze the type in like if he's running out of room, he'll squeeze it in. You know, he got how he got to start. He like what he has all this room full of walls of TVs and he would document as many games as he could. Now he's got a staff. Like he's got someone assigned to the Big Ten or the Mac or whatever. And they have these meetings on Monday to describe what happened. So he knows what happened with every single college football team. And you know what? I'll give it to the guy because he keeps on trucking, man. You would think at some point he'd face burnout, but he does not. Do you buy all of the magazines? Do you buy every single one? Yes. And you read all of them? Now, do you keep it around? Do you keep it around like when the games start? Yeah. So that you can like check in and it's read like up reference on the players. Stuff. I use my phone. I use the uh, not Siri, but you, you know the Google search all the time for because I yeah, look I'm, up. I, I'm constantly doing it because too. I like to know what grade someone's in, and it's hard to follow now because you get that free year and everything with with it. But I like to find out a lot. I I, I do a lot of researching but i like to have the magazine there where you're constantly going back when you're watching games it's nice to have a maybe, hard copy yeah maybe yeah. from teams that you haven't you don't see very often like thursday night mac or something like that or wednesday night mac and you're going back and looking at it but yeah i like that well it, now's a good time like now july you read 
the previews on conferences, who they think is going to be good, bad, that kind of stuff. I, I enjoy it. What teams did in the offseason. Because now it's like you need a roadmap, Grant. With Especially all with all the transfers. Yeah. yeah. You need a roadmap. All the quarterbacks that are in different places. You know, like JT Daniels that was going to be Georgia's quarterback. Stetson Bennett's there now. You know, he's a transfer. JT Daniels is on his third team. He's in West Virginia, isn't he? Yeah, he's in he's West Virginia's quarterback. Was at USC, then at Georgia. Now he's there. I mean, Adrian Martinez with Kansas State. These quarterbacks in all different places. It's insane. But, yes, I make the uh, pilgrimage once a year in June to uh, Barnes & Noble, and I've been there already. So I got to go pick them up. I haven't bought them in a few years, but I'm 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 going to want to do it this year. They're getting pricey, too. They're getting pretty proud of what they have. Cause like the ma- I don't know what's going on with the magazine industry, but I imagine it's not great. Cause I, I mean, know- you just said you go one time to buy magazines. They're trying to cash in as much as they can. If you're well, only going like one time, one time a year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though. Is that's why they're making it pricey. It's a one time investment of what is it like fifteen bucks? Yeah, so I'm more selective on which one I get now. It's not <laughs> like I get them all. You know, what I'm saying at this price, you know, it's like all right, let me find the one that I want. Because one's always better than the other. I ones. always used to, as a kid, I always used to bug my mom. We'd go to Walmart or someplace, and I'd go yeah. look at the magazines. Like, mom, come, just let me get one. <laughs> just one. And she'd look at the back and she'd be like, $13. What do you need a $13 magazine about football for? Did it, previews are the only. Now, NFL previews, I like sometimes we'll dive into those, but that's our life. Yeah. Like our life is to follow what the Chiefs are doing, the fewer Broncos. Teams too. Yeah. It's, it's easier to keep track, but. When you're watching like a, a late night Pac-12 game, you're like, I don't know who Cal has, but you want to look it up. Like, I'm not saying this to be cocky or anything else, but when I read about the Chiefs, I already like know that stuff, if not more. You know what I'm saying? Somebody usually from out of town or whatever writing about the Chiefs, and I, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying this to be cocky or anything. It's just the Chiefs are my life and what I do. Yeah, you know? Jay, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say that you are, are pretty well versed in what the Chiefs are doing. Thanks, Grant. I, th- I mean, appreciate that. Yeah, I don't think that that's cocky at all. <laughs> you talk about the Chiefs literally every single day of your life. <laughs> You're right, I do. <laughs> Even on your off days, Saturday, the only day you don't have a show scheduled. I'm sure someplace, somewhere, you're talking about the Chiefs. Do you know what the oddest place I've talked about the Chiefs is? Top of the Empire State Building. No. Okay. I've talked about the Chiefs at the urinal several times. <laughs> like I'm in there and someone will say, hey, Bake, what's going on, man? What do you think of this? And he's, yeah, I've been doing that. But I had a medical procedure. <laughs> no way. <laughs> no, seriously. And I had a doctor. This was like in like in February, right? I was gone for a little bit. I had a like some surgery done and everything. And the, the surgeon looked at me. He says, no wonder you haven't been on the air. <laughs> no way. That's the first thing he said. And then we talked about his big enemy going to go somewhere else. <laughs> yeah. That was the weirdest place as I'm on an operating table. I've talked Chiefs. I mean, that's pretty good. I digress. That's a pretty great story. I mean, I got a better story, but I'll save that for the break because it's not something that should be on the air. But uh, the NFL.com took a look at 10 teams in the National Football League in their glaring hole, the glaring hole the team needed. Can you guess what the Kansas City Chiefs' glaring hole is? And it might be glaring and it might not be glaring at all. It might surprise us, but it's definitely my number one story in camp. Because I've got three main storylines for training camp, and this is number one. Is it pass rush? Yes. Okay. Edge rusher. You know, you I was going to say edge rusher, but they're talking about getting other guys in sometimes on the interior. Well, you know my feeling on Karloftis and everything. With <laughs> yeah, you, you know, think the, he might be Max Crosby. I hope he is. Everyone well, hopes he is, Jay. Well, but why is, why is that crazy? Max Crosby is a fourth-round pick out of Eastern Michigan. Because Max By the Cro- way, Josh Vernier's at Eastern Michigan as well, right? 
Did you know that? I didn't know, did you know he went that to, smart pants. I didn't know he went to Eastern Michigan. Yeah, he did. Okay. Proud alumni. Max Crosby's probably the most known. He's number two. <laughs> He's number two after Josh Vernier? Yeah. Okay. Well, I so, I just think it's insane to think that he might be Max Crosby. I know he's a first-round pick, and that's the production you'd like to get, but Max Crosby produced right away at a high level. Yeah, you look at what he did three years ago. Max Crosby had 10 sacks as a rookie. Josh Allen, I, by the way, not the, not the edge rusher for Jacksonville, not the Buffalo quarterback, 10 and a half. It's an outlier, man. Rookies don't get big sacks. A couple years ago, Chase Young led rookies with seven and a half. And then it was like four. And then Patrick Queen was like three at an inside linebacker. Like, it is not expected for rookies to come in and get big sack numbers. Last year, Micah Parsons led the way at 13 sacks. And Micah Parsons is a freak. He's the best defensive player I've seen come out and along since Aaron Donald, to be honest with you. Like, he's that good. He had 13 sacks. Now, could you get to the Max Crosby level? Because I asked this college coach, hey, Jeff Brom, come on. And I brought up the Max Crosby comparison. So we'll see. But that's that's the yeah, edge from my number one storyline. Two, it's how the wide receivers get acclimated, right? And third is the secondary, you know, without the honey badger. With Trey McDuffie and group, where will he fit in? But Karloftis has the most pressure out of anyone. This is what they said on NFL.com. The Chiefs failed to bring back Melvin Ingram, leaving their edge rushing group thin. True. As a result, a lot is riding on Frank Clark, who posted just four and a half sacks last season. Miraculously, finding this form in rookie first-rounder George Karloftis being a home run out of the gate. Even if you believe Karloftis is legit, they do on NFL.com. They said we do. That's a lot of pressure on a rookie. Kansas City ranked 29th in sacks last season with 31. The Chiefs need more help alongside Chris Jones, which I think the Chiefs manufacture the pass rush. Because I'll say this too. Don't sleep on Leo Chennault. You know, I know he's a rookie at Wisconsin. He, he led Wisconsin in sacks the last two years. He had eight last year from middle linebacker position. Grant, that's... <laughs> It's a high, high number for an inside linebacker. I mean, that is that is skills. Not only that, pro football focus, you know, does grades for college football players. He had a higher rating at Wisconsin than T.J. Watt did. Not saying he's T.J. Watt or anything else, but I think if you put him at Sam, because Nick Bolton's going to be Mike, that he can provide a little bit of pass rush from time to time. I think the Chiefs will blitz from the secondary. Brian Cook, the new safety, I think, is a real thumper. Um who's been one of the top tacklers in college football. Uh, matter of fact, only one of four guys in college football last year, FBS, to have 100 tackles and, 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 10, um, and 10 passes defended. But unbelievable player. But I'm not putting that past Karloff, this who remains my most intriguing player for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's why when I did my top 10 list that he was on there. Coming up next... That's one thing, but who's the most underappreciated player on the Kansas City Chiefs? Let you know what NFL.com said next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Big Sunday, Jay Binkley, Grant Nicholson. So, Grant, that was, this is list season, as you know, right? Everybody's got a list. I guarantee you every editor, every producer saying, hey, come up with the top ten in something, right? And there's one list I found that I really liked that did sustainability where they look at coach, quarterback, and front office. Had the Chiefs at number one. Because a lot of times you don't see Chiefs number one on certain lists. And this is most underappreciated players on each team from CBS Sports. And it's it's kind of a laughable list, to be honest with you. So I, I started reading the first part of it, and I was like, I don't know. Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, most underappreciated can you really say Lamar Jackson's the most underappreciated Former player? Former MVP. He's the most appreciated player on the Baltimore Ravens. Still needs Honestly. to sign a contract, but yeah. Because he's representing himself, which is insane. Which I thought Orlando Brown was going to have to do if he kept it up without getting an agent, which he finally did. But I thought that was kind of funny, underappreciated. I, I didn't buy that one. Joe Mixon for the Bengals. Unless you say, well... T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow get all the love. Joe Mixon's kind of the the glue for that team. Okay. Look, I can buy that one. I can buy that one. Who do you think was the Kansas City Chiefs? Most underappreciated player. If I said in text line, you can chime in. 913-586-7610. The Jay Southland Toe Service text line. Who would you say is the most underappreciated Kansas City Chief? Because this name's going to surprise you who they picked. Because it surprised the hell out of me. Uh, Joe Tooney. That, that's a good one. That's a good one. I mean, I'd, I'd buy that one. Orlando Brown. Like, Orlando Brown is not underappreciated. Matter of fact, if they slap him with that, that huge contract before July 15th, he's no longer the most underappreciated, right? Like, he's in line for a payday. I can't say Orlando Brown is the most underappreciated. Yeah, I mean, that seems a little little short-sighted just because he's not paid at that level yet, but he will be. I, I can't go there with that. Um, underappreciated at this point. I, I think anybody on the line, like I don't think Creed because Creed's getting the accolades. He Linemen deserves. are always, it feels like, underappreciated. Trey Smith com- yeah. considers that way because I think the guy's got future Pro Bowl written all over him, sixth-round pick. You know, what can he be? But I'm definitely not going underappreciated as Orlando Brown. But I found that interesting that that's who they chose. But, again, this list 
is laughable because Lamar Jackson's the most underappreciated for Baltimore, which is absolute insanity. This is what uh, CBS said about uh, Orlando Brown. The only tackle to make it the Pro Bowl in each of the past three seasons. Orlando Brown's value as one of the game's top tackles is underappreciated. Brown allowed just four sacks and 37 pressures in his first season with the Chiefs, allowing zero sacks and just seven pressures over his last five regular season games. Okay. He did start the Pro Bowl, so it's not exactly like there was no appreciation for Orlando Brown. The year prior to joining the Chiefs, Brown played 389 snaps, left tackle for Baltimore, didn't allow a single sack or a quarterback hit. He can play both tackle positions, but his future is a left tackle. I get that, but again, you've played with two extremely mobile quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson doesn't get sacked very often because he's always on the move. That that helps being a left tackle that you're not back there for like Ben Roethlisberger that is a stone in the pocket. And Mahomes is extremely good at escaping the pocket as well. And will make your numbers look good as an offensive lineman. I always think, you know, when you look at at grades and things like that, you got to sit here and go, okay, how good is the quarterback is at escaping? How good is the quarterback? It's like war in baseball, and I'll get to that in a minute because – you know, that's a that, that's a funny stat as well. It's like we're, what happened to the eye test, and I'm all about analytics. But coming up next, my conversation earlier today for, with Ron Kopp, where we took a look at the top five Kansas City Chiefs heading into training camp next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
today at 9.30, I talked to Ron Kopp, and we uh, diagnosed. There's only three weekends, by the way, before the Chiefs, rookies, and quarterbacks show up on the 22nd, which will be in St. Joe. Me and Dustman will be up there all weekend. So looking forward to that. Uh, top five Kansas City Chiefs in importance for the 2022 season. But we started talking about how many bones have you broken? Yeah, we got a little silly before we got into the discussion. Hey, Jay, good morning. Uh, I just wanted to contribute to your guys' conversation. I've never broken a bone either, honestly. Are you so, serious, right. man? That's what I'm talking about. You played quarterback, man. Right. I guess someone busted it's your bones got a good offensive point. line. I was going to say, shout out to big boys. They, they kept me up. Uh, no, I sprained my ankle really bad senior year, but never broke a bone or anything. So uh, I'm in Grant's club, too. I'm in the club. I, uh, <laughs> my finger is still pretty messed up. And I've, it was a long time ago since I was in high school. It's like I, I stopped my body and, like, jetted under. It, it like, whenever it gets cold, it swells up about four times, and I can't wear, like, a glove on this hand. I've broken oh, plenty of fingers and stuff. I, I mean, I've dislocated a few fingers. I remember one yeah. time my, pink, my pinky was facing the other way, and it looked like it was broken, but it wasn't actually broken. So, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm in the club, man. I'm, I'm free. I'm, I'm, I'm scotch-free. Well, Bryce Harper finally did it, and I was like, whoa, he's been playing a long time. That's good. You ever dislocate anything, Grant? Like whether your finger's sideways? That that's that sucks when you when yeah. you look down and your fingers like sideways. No, I got stitches one time, but I've never broken or dislocated anything. That's been diagnosed at least. Well, let's change that. <laughs> no, let's not. <laughs> you want to break something? I'll just push you down the stairs on the way out. See what happens. You break something, cool. If you don't, I, we tried. You know what I'm saying, Grant? <laughs> try it. Can you believe this, Ron? I came in, I was telling, I was talking to Grant. We only have three weekends after this where there's no football because the rookies and quarterbacks show up the 22nd. So there's three weekends, unless my math's wrong, that we don't have football. That, this, is what, this is what I love about coming on with you, Jay. Every time I come on, you just remind me how close we are, and I love it. I, I, I get it, I get pumped up all over again. Uh, it's, you know, we still got a solid month, so, you know, but, I, but you're Do right. We though? I, I Do we, though? Is it a solid month that there's only <laughs> – here's the thing. Get your honey-do list out of the way, Ron. I mean, right. you think about it. I mean, you got articles to write and everything else because it's grind time for you here in a month about who's showing up at camp, who's looking good, making decisions – Three weeks, my friend, three weeks to uh, take the girlfriend to dinner, lunch, do all that stuff before it's grind time. I'm serious, bro. I'm just giving you a heads up. Well, it, it's, it's funny you mention it. It really is down the stretch for uh, me and the fiance. We're actually getting married late August, right before the season starts. I planned it out perfectly. Oh, are you really? Congratulations. Go on the honeymoon right before the regular season yes. starts. I'm back at it week one. It, it's perfectly timed. So, yeah, you're, I'm, you're not kidding. I am. We're getting everything ready for that point. And then, uh, you know, when season starts, it's go time, baby. I didn't realize you're playing things out that well. Now, props to you because <laughs> the person that gets married during football season, like, first yeah. of all, inviting your friends to go to a wedding during football season is not yeah. cool. Not cool at all. And then if you're the guy, your anniversary every year comes up during football season. Right. But at least no, you're getting years out we, of the way. No, it's actually, I, I thank the NFL. You know, the four preseason weeks before, it was kind of, you know, there's not really a good time. But now with those three preseason weeks, there's that buffer week between the preseason and the regular I know. season. And I, I fit it in right there. So that's, All right. that's if any, you know, if, if anyone didn't realize how, how much of a, you know, how, how uh, much of a football junkie I am, I've, 
my wedding is basically planned around the NFL regular season calendar. So <laughs> that your fiance you is cool enough to allow this. Yeah, no, it, 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 it's it's perfect time. Actually, we saved about $1,000 on the venue if we went to August instead of September. Look so we're all, we're all having a good time. Look so. at you, man. Not only are you doing it during the off week, but you're saving cash as well. Ryan, you're, this, you're living the dream, my man. Yes, sir. No, I, I just, you know, I, I had to slide it in there. I, I want to be ready for week one, man. It's a big season, big chief season. I want to be all, all in already. You know, I looked at my mailbox, and I don't seem to have an invitation yet. <laughs> I don't know if it got lost in the mail or what, but I didn't get invited to your wedding, Ron. I probably would go to this one because it's not, I'm going to be missing football. Well, yeah, exactly. No, I, I, it was so long ago now that we started the process, Jay. Except We've become college. such good friends since then. It, you all know, right. I, I wish I wish I would have got you, man, but uh I'll bring you some favors. I'll bring you some party favors afterwards. How about it's that? quite all right, Ron. I'm not a big fan of going to weddings, so <laughs> not even my own. You know? But that's hey, college football will probably be on that weekend. So uh, yeah, you, I got you, you'll be yeah, you'll be good. Yeah, I got the USFL championship coming up next weekend. So uh, I had the semifinals <laughs> yesterday. Um, I know you're not following the USFL like I am, but regardless, I'm not. Ron, you came in for a couple hours this uh, Thursday. We had a we had a fun thing because we celebrated a month till training camp, which is kind of the crap I do. Uh, and there'll be more of that. One week out type deal. Football leave the day before training camp begins. So I've only yet begun, Ron. I've only yet begun the uh, silly stuff that I do. But the one thing I didn't get to uh, Thursday night that I wanted to, and that's top five important chiefs for 2022 season as far as on this roster, who do you consider the top five most important players that will, you know, be the reason the Chiefs' success or not? Um, do you want to start at five or do you want to start at one? You know, I think it'd be more fun to start at the top. Okay. It's pretty obvious who the top is. And I think it gets more, you know, it's not as anticlimactic okay. towards the All end, right. you know. and. And first of all, shout out uh, my an, an, another shout out for Stags, Matt Stagner. He's going to be doing the top twenty Chiefs series for us at the yeah. site this year. I did it last year, and I had a lo- really good time, kind of just thinking through, like, okay, who actually is by, in order the most important Chiefs on the team? And so I'm glad you asked me because top five. Well, I, again, I'll start with the obvious, and it's obvious the top two. I think it's it's Mahomes at number one and Kelsey at number two. <laughs> this is. This is an offensive football team, man, and, and those two are, are the, the centerpieces of this explosive offense. And, you know, I don't need to say much about Mahomes. I, I will say, though, with Kelsey's, you know, role this year without Tyreek Hill on the team, you know, Kelsey's going to he, – he's always been the target leader. Last year, Tyreek actually overtook him, but he's always been Mahomes' most reliable target. But that's the thing. Without the presence of Tyreek, it might be a little harder for their, their connection – um, you know, defense are going to be keen on them just a little more than they already did in the past, and he already was keyed on quite a bit. But, you know, that's that's where this offense might open up is is Kelsey's. He's such an intelligent player, such a good route runner. I mean, he could he could really do a, a good job drawing defenders away from other guys. You know, really playing the decoy role more than he has in the past, um, and and really opening things up for guys like McColl and MBS and Juju, just because teams are going to be so you know understand that Holmes and Kelsey are the that's the, the biggest connection on the team. Everyone else is new to the team besides McColl, obviously. So that's where I think, you know, Kelsey's role might become more, you know, he's obviously going to be the target leader and going to be the the, uh, the, lead, the yardage leader, in my opinion, receiver-wise. But he could play more of a role where 
he's kind of maybe, you know, taking away defenders from other guys and opening up the offense more, which we saw Tyreek do a little last year. Now maybe it's on Travis a little bit more to do that because defenses know they're going to be keen on him a lot. In his last four years, 92 catches has been the low mark for him, which is insane. Two of those years, over 100 catches, averaging 99. But I am curious, you know, pick plays, illegal pick plays, whatever it is, having more physical wide receiver presence on the field, how much will that open him up? I think it could have advantageous favors uh, for Travis Kelsey. My one and two are exactly like yours, Ron. I thought about not even doing the first one because I knew the direction you and I were going in this. But in all fairness, we got to do one and two, and it is Mahomes and Kelsey. Now's where it starts getting interesting, Ron. Now we're down to number three. Yeah, and, and it, it is pretty obvious at three still, though, if you think about it. I mean, Chris Jones has to be your third best player. I mean, he's the, one of the best pass rushers in the league. You know, we saw it down the stretch last year. I, I think it's easy to forget how dominant he was in the second half of the season once Melvin Ingram was signed and they, and they pushed Jones back inside more of a, as a full-time defensive tackle rather than that defensive end experiment they tried to do throughout the first half of the year. When he went back full-time, man, he was getting a pressure at, at one of the highest rates in the entire league of, of, of the guys playing a lot of snaps. I, I, I believe it was over 16%, which is an absurd number. Um, you know, 15% is a really good number. So, you know, Chris Jones was, was getting after the quarterback as much as anybody in the league once he got in the, into the interior. And I just think once, you know, starting off, you know, not having to even worry about being that defensive end this year, right? Going through training camp, only worrying about, okay, how can I be the best I am as an interior player? You know, I, could, I think we could see that same level of impact the entire year this year rather than just the second half. And I'm, I'm telling you, man, I know there were some more worthy candidates, probably, you know, T.J. Watt, he obviously deserved it last year. But Chris Jones, if, if he played like he did in the second half of the season last year for the entire season, he had a really good uh, argument for defensive player of the year. I mean, he was that dominant. So if we get that the whole season this year, I mean, he's just going to be a, a – a, he's going to wreak havoc, and it's going to help the rest of the defense, obviously. So he's my three. And then, you know, I, I can go into my four and five, too, but I don't know if you have anything on Jones real quick. Well, I mean, yes, Jones, very important, getting an interior pass rush for the Chiefs and everything else, but that is not my three. I think you know where I'm who going did, with this. I think yeah, you know. Your three? Well, well, just take a guess. Is it going to be is, is it gonna be Creed Humphrey? Because I'm thinking. No, nope, it's not. No? It's going to be George Karloftis. Oh, it's going to be Nick Bolton. It's going to nope, be Nick Bolton, nope, isn't it? No, nope. oh, George wow. Karloftis. And it's going to be Karloftis because of the expectations on him. Ron, bear with me on this. Expectations for this. And all these lists you see everywhere, you know, what's the one position the Chiefs need to add on? What's it? They didn't do it in free agency. The man that they said in the draft, out of all the pass rushers, they identified George Karloftis as the guy that they're going to be counting on the opposite side of Frank Clark. To me, how he goes is how the defensive line goes and pressure on the quarterback. There is that kind of pressure on George Karloftis. He sits as my number three. See, I like I like that explanation, but I would actually use that sort of for my Jones argument in terms sure. of – Well, I, think, I know I who and Jones, what he is. Like, I know who and what he is. I don't know who and what Karloftis is in the NFL. Yeah, and that's fair. But, but I really do think Jones's presence will be what helps Karloftis, you know, reach his potential this year or reach – at least, you know, the level of, of play we want him to see from our first-round pick. You know, we talked about it the other night, you know, seven or eight sacks. I really think Jones's pressure, you know, getting quarterbacks to move out of their spots and getting them to panic is what will help Karloftis get those numbers up because he'll be cleaning up because he has that high effort, high motor, you know, obviously. So, I, I, I like that. But, you know, I, I don't have Karloftis in my top five. I'm going to be honest with you, Jay. Well, Ron, sometimes you can be wrong. 
you know. <laughs> no, actually, well, this, 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 this is a lot of fun. I am sticking to defense, though, um, with my next sure. last two picks. There's no more offensive players on this list. Okay. And number four, I, I'm going to have to go Legereus Sneed. He, he's, okay. the, he's the leader of the secondary, in my opinion. Um, you know, Juan Thornhill's kind of trying to take that role. But in terms of on-field, in, in terms of who's making the biggest impact, in terms of the guy that it just seems like is always around to make a big play in the last couple of years, it's been Legereus Sneed, and, and especially because of the position he plays. That slot position is as important as any position in, in on an NFL defense right now because of how much you're playing in the nickel, how much opposing offenses are playing 11 personnel, those three receiver sets, having a, a really good player on the slot rather than just your third receiver like it was in the past. Need has a lot of responsibilities and coverage. Then you also look at how impactful he is against the run, how good he is blitzing off that edge, you know, coming from that slot corner position. And how good he is at tackling, man, closing out. He rarely misses tackles. And he's really he just has such long arms that range allows him to just cover so much ground, man. He he really is a key piece of this defense and, and my favorite player in the secondary. And I just think, you know, the more he learns, the more he goes on, I, th- I think the better he'll get. And, and I think he's going to be a guy that, you know, challenges other AFC defensive backs for maybe a Pro Bowl berth or something coming up soon. Yeah, and here's the other thing I like, too, about that. He, he's we, we know his, his ability to rush the passer from the secondary. We know how good yeah. he is from doing that. And they might have to rely on that. Like, if Karloftis isn't bringing the exactly. heat from the defensive line, they may need that because Spags not afraid to blitz from the secondary. Matter of fact, Honey Badger uh, has blitzed more than any defensive back since joining the NFL, and he continued that tradition uh, when he was with Kansas City. All right, Ron, we're at number four. This is fun, man. I'm having a lot of fun doing this. What's number four? Well, that Sneed was my fourth. So who's oh, your excuse fourth? me. Who's me? Excuse me. My fourth is Orlando Brown. Because ah, okay. And the reason is that is the keeper of the most protection for Patrick Mahomes. And what's going to be the mindset? The Chiefs going to give him money. If they do give him money, is he going to live up to that money? Is he going to continue to progress? Is he just going to be content and happy? Or does he not get the money and play on the tag and you get this monster year for him trying to earn that big contract? But kind of that last last line of protection there at the key spot at left tackle, the most important position for your half-billion-dollar quarterback, Orlando Brown. Yeah, that's where I that's you have a good argument there, the positional value, right? Left tackle is so important, especially when you have a quarterback like Mahomes. But you know, I, if he was a little, if he proved a little more to me last year, I think I'd squeeze him into this top five. But he is not in my top five, just because I do think there is something to Mahomes being able to kind of overcome offensive offensive line play a little more than uh, the position. You know, the player I'm going to say at number five. You know, his impact on the game okay. I think is a little more important. Then the offensive line, and I'm going to go Nick Bolton at number five. Bolton. I think that taking over middle linebacker, taking over that Mike role, being pretty much the leader of the defense. You don't have Hitchens anymore. You don't have Tyron Matthew anymore. Somebody has to be the vocal, emotional, just overall leader, and it makes sense for the green dot, the guy that's calling the plays, the guy that Spagnuolo's talking to, whoever's talking to, in in the you know in the intercom system, in the radio, you know, calling in the plays. It would make sense for them to step up and be that leader. And, man, what we saw from Bolton last year, how much better he got as the season went on, especially once they started using him. You know, Hitchens got hurt, and they started using him more as an off-ball, you know, that, that Mike linebacker role instead of the Sam. And, man, he looked really good. I know there's some coverage limitations we all saw, but I think overall he got a lot better as the season went on. And I just think you can already tell he's embracing that leadership role. 
And with how good the offense, you know, is going to be, in my opinion, I, I just think there's so many different, uh, you know, people, especially on their offensive line, you can say are going to be super important. I think it's really the defense that has to meet a certain, a certain level of competency for the entire team to meet the expectations we all have for them, right, Super Bowl or bust. And so I think the most important guys are going to be on defense because the, the, the most important guys are Travis Kelsey Mahomes on offense. And, and everyone else, it, it, it doesn't matter to some extent, right? At the same time on defense, you need everyone to kind of step up. And one of the leaders is going to be Bolton. And, and I really think, you know, his impact this year, how, much he, how many plays he can make in the, in the ground game, you know, uh, just being a, an overall better player than Hitchens, I really think is going to be super important. Rod, I went the same way as you with Nick Bolton. Uh, we agreed on uh, three of the five. I, I was going to do Justin Reed only because, you know, you're, you're filling that honey badger role. Yeah. We'll, we'll kind of, you know, be in that, that, that quarterback of the secondary. But I looked at who's going to be the leader on the defense. And I've always looked at Nick Bolton and had the hopes that he could be Derek Johnson, being that kind of leader at middle linebacker for this yeah. team. And I see that with him. Also, like his development's huge for the Chiefs. If the Orlando Brown deal doesn't work out, at least you have the comfort knowing that you got pick 58 from the Ravens that you turned in to Nick Bolton. And but Nick I'm a hundred. Yes. But I'm 100% with you on the importance of Nick Bolton. So we agreed on three of the five, Ron, but that was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, I, I Brown I wanted to squeeze in. I really did because left tackle is so important. And he is, he is you know, the drop-off from him to whoever they have if he's not there is oh. like, you know, that's going to be a big deal. But, I, you know, so I think he sits at six. I think he's right outside for me. Okay. I have Creed Humphrey right outside there. I think he's super important. Ron, it was a lot of fun, man. A lot of fun. Uh, I appreciate it, my man. You have a good rest of the weekend, bro. Yes, sir, Jay. Talk to you soon. There you there, go. There was Ron Kopp, lead analyst at ArrowheadPride.com. We did our top five Chiefs heading into the 2022 season. Get you prime, Josh Vernier, taking over in about 16 minutes. Uh, Royals and A's. Brady Singer on the mound for the Kansas City Royals. Vern's on deck show. Live from Craft and Draft. So if you're heading out there, make sure you head out to Craft and Draft. That's where Vern does the show live. Does three strikes live. Uh, from craft and draft as we'll get you primed for the game. Look at a baseball stat that uh, and when analytics goes wrong, and we'll talk about the majesty of Bobby Witt Jr. next. You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. Final segment, Bank Sunday. Josh Vernier takes over in about 11 minutes for Vern's On Deck show. Grant, we've covered a lot of Chiefs and Royals today. I don't think we – well, we did talk Arch Manning. We talked a lot of K-State stuff too. 
yeah, we sprinkled did. in there. Well, it's got to be uh, make you happy. It does make me happy. It makes and, me very happy. And you got your other K-State guy, Colin, coming up next. Yeah. I like it. We're getting more K-State people in and around. Are you guys best buddies yet? Pretty close. Do you guys know each other in Manhattan? No. We just, so he started the, the college radio station right after I left pretty much. See, Colin. Ships passing in the night. Colin can still do that stuff, the college bars. Like I was telling you, you're past that prime. I'm not past the prime, man. I you, can still go to Aggieville. Yeah, I can still have a nope, few nope. among the people. You're at creep level. Colin is not because he's fresh out. Now, in a couple years, Colin will be at creep level if he does it. Whatever, man. You're distinguished alumni now. I'm not distinguished. <laughs> you know? So I was watching MLB Network late last night, which I typically do. Watch Quick Pitch, whatever, see the highlights. And uh, it was before Quick Pitch came on. It was MLB Tonight with uh, Greg Amsinger and Jake Peavy. Uh, the former pitcher Jake Peavy was on, and they were doing war. Wins above replacement, but they called it wins above reality. And they were discussing it, and war is obviously important. Wins above replacement. Like, how many wins are you worth? But the number one guy in war in baseball is Tommy Edwin, Edmund, the second baseman of the Cardinals. 274, seven home runs, 30 ribs, 754 OPS, right? that That's good. Those are good numbers. Those are good numbers. He's ahead of Mike Trout, who's hitting 289, 22, 44, 45 RBIs, and an OPS over 1,000. So not only does he have a better average, more home runs, more RBI, and an OPS over 1,000. Aaron Judge, by the way, his OPS is over 1,000. 295, 27 home runs, 53 ribs. He's seventh. Now, at some point, Grant, I think we have to back away from Stats a little bit in war and say, okay, come on. Where's Shohei on this list? Does Shohei not count because he plays two positions? They have to judge him differently? Does he get a war for pitcher and as a hitter? Otani is 14th in war. Is that just for batting or is that? I don't know if they combine everything or whatever. Because his war's got to be off the charts. There's no other player that does what he does. No, he's the most unbelievable player in baseball. I mean, he had a back-to-back game against the Royals where he had eight ribs and two home runs one day and then 13 strikeouts the next. You find me two games back-to-back better in baseball than that. And I'll wait. Tough to do. Tough to do, especially for one (laughs) pitching and then hitting. You can have two great games in a row as one or the other, but back-to-back nights doing both is pretty, pretty insane. And keep this in mind. I love stats, and I love everything that comes with it. But that got me rethinking my position last night when I saw that. Because I'm like, yeah, you know, at some point we do have to do the eye test. Sometimes we have to do a reality check because no way is Tommy Edmond a better player than Mike Trout, Shoei Otani, and Aaron Judge. Yeah, I mean. I don't care what plan. I don't care if you live in St. Louis and you bleed red. You don't even believe that. I mean, that's always been sort of my stance on analytics. Is analytics are really great. Love analytics. In- huh? I love analytics. Oh, okay. I, analytics are really great up until the point that it starts to not align with what you're seeing on the field, right? You do have to, at a certain point, kind of assess it for yourself and be like, does that make sense? No, exactly. 
hundred percent. Exactly what you got to think. Like, does this actually make sense? You can look at the analytics, but you can't just believe everything they say blindly. You also have to look at what's happening on the field and demeanor and a lot of like intangible stuff that can't be measured. It's not all just stats and sports. Yeah, you got to be smart. You got to view it with your own eyes too. You to, it's the delicate balance between analytics and not. Like Ned Yost and, you know, the balancing of, Edward, you know, of Alcides Escobar leading off, right? It didn't make much sense, but it made sense for the Royals because it just worked. It defied analytics. It defied anything. It just worked. And sometimes that sports where things just happen to work. So I saw that last night. I thought it was, it was kind of interesting. But uh, looking forward to the game today, just see what Bobby Witt Jr. does because literally every day with his speed, which is unmatched, 70, he's on pace for 74 extra base hits, 23 stolen bases. The only rookie to do that was Hanley Ramirez back in 2006. It's insane what we're watching in that play yesterday. That goes down like Mahomes and his great plays and the escapability in the pocket and making great throws. Like that's right up there, man. I mean, that's something we haven't seen. When he jumped in the air, and if you haven't seen it, I strongly suggest you go back and look. Look at Jason Hanna on Twitter. Vern uh, retweeted it. Look at how high he was in the air. And he threw the ball to first base. And it wasn't one of these deals that bounced, hops four or five times to Carlos Santana. It might have hit the ground barely when it hit him. But to have that kind of velocity when you're in the air is defying. Defying of, of sports and athleticism and what we see and how lucky we are to see this. And it's not like I'm over-glossing or over-hyping the situation. It was just a play yesterday that I haven't seen for the longest time. And definitely the best defensive play of the year for the Kansas City Royals is not even close. Because of what he did, the amount of velocity that he gets on his arm, throwing the first base, and the amount of the height he had, body control, a la Jordan going from the right, right hand to the left hand, and just staying in the air almost like you're walking on air. That's what it was. I was on the DVR. I watched it live, but you know you can go back. So I watched it a million times. I was like, there's no way. There's no way he just did that. Absolutely no way, and he got the guy. No way. I texted Vern and said, man, that had to hop, didn't it? It is very tough to tell because the way the ball just hit right before Santana. It's not like Santana made this leaping catch or anything like that. It was on the money, man. It was on the money, and it was accurate. Grant, just even throwing, you know, from shortstop to first base, even on a hop, I mean, it's still not, you know, a given that you're going to get it without the first baseman leaning, reaching, jumping, whatever. And to do that while you're in the air. And, and I know Vern had him, like, uh, compared him a little bit to Patrick Mahomes, and then he kind of, he's maybe you shouldn't compare him to like a Super Bowl champion already, which is fair. But at the same time, in this city, like it is kind of reminiscent of those early Patrick Mahomes years where like you would look at the plays that he made and like, hey man, did you see that throw he made against whoever? And you'd go back and you'd watch it like six or seven times. You'd be like, man, this guy plays for my team. Like it's that same sort of like fun. Well, yeah, 100%, but that's what makes sports fun. When you can go and say, man, did you see that play? Or you're texting your buddy, say, did you see that? How many people do you think were texting each other in this town yesterday saying, it was all over my group chat. It was all over my group chat we were talking about. Oh, were you? Exactly, that's what I'm talking about. Josh Vernier, Royals Vern's on Deck show, comes your way next. 
You're listening to Bink Sunday on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.